0: Around the world and here at home, bringing relief, hope, and the life changing message of Jesus. You're listening to the Mize Missions Podcast with Terry Mize. Hello, everyone, and welcome today to Terry Mize Podcast. We are so grateful you're out there listening. We could hardly wait to get to do this today, to talk to you and share with you the good things that we know God wants to talk to you know us about, and then we just share with you, and it's just so wonderful. Terry and I always look forward to talking about what we're going to say and what we're going to share with you, and and then the expectation that it will be exactly right on par with things that the Spirit of God is doing in your life and just pick up right where he left off for a few moments. And then we're all on our merry way. So glad you're out there. Thank you for listening. Um, Tell somebody else about the podcast. Invite your friends and family because, you know, we're hearing really good things about the podcast, the results, the help that it's giving people the testimonies that Terry shares from time to time about all the good things that God has done in his life and his and Jackie's ministry around the world. And so we know that much fruit is coming from this. So please tell others about it. And then let us know also by calling our office at Terry Mize Ministries here in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And you can get all the information that you need and even pick up our archived podcasts there. There's over 50 of them at Terry Mize Ministries dot org so any products you need prayer quit prayer requests you want to uh, drop off there and talk to our staff about anyone that need products all of those things are right there for you our letter that Terry put puts up every single month is there for you to read and then any um, offerings or anything that you would like to share with the ministry there is access to those particular things there also so anyway we're here to talk to you about some more good stuff and just share with you what we know that God has uh given to us to give to you today, and we just give it to you freely. we just serve it up on a platter for you, we wash your feet with the word of God, and we are here today to give you those the good things so darling, go ahead,
1: praise the lord <laughs> amen we well here we are I mean, it's, well. uh, who 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 could who who can imagine that it's November the first, and uh we in the last day of our missions conference here in Ohio with Pastor Ken Harbaum, and uh, I, I like missions conferences. You know, no, I'm excited that's right. about that. And they do a good and, one. Uh, and then tomorrow is somebody's birthday.
0: Oh yeah, hmm. <laughs> you even said that. I didn't even think about it.
1: Uh, yeah. Okay. Must yes. be yours.
0: Yeah, must be mine. So. My my
1: my my. So yeah, uh,
0: time flies when you're having fun. Yeah, you're
1: what? Thirty nine. That's right. Again. That's yes. right. Well, that's 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 good. <laughs> You know, years and years ago, I, uh, or for many of the years, early years that Jackie and I were married, every time it rolled around to her birthday, and we'd be in some public setting, a church or somewhere, and I'd tell people it's her birthday. I'd say, "She looks really good for sixty-nine, doesn't she?" <laughs> you know, and of course, you know that's when she's in her twenties and thirties and forties right. and so on and so forth. So it's always a joke, but <laughs> I guess I can't say that anymore. So uh, <laughs> praise the Lord. But uh, anyway, happy birthday tomorrow. Gotcha. And then we're on from uh, from here, we're on to Virginia and ministering in two churches in Virginia. And then we're at Brother Copeland's meeting that he has every year in Washington, D.C. or just outside of Washington, uh, D.C. in Woodbridge, Virginia, always around Veterans Day, which is always nice and fun, And because uh, I are a veteran, and so that's always a, a, a good thing. And then we immediately head back to Tulsa and only home two days and take off for Samoa in the South Pacific, ministering in Samoa, and then ministering in New Zealand as well. And uh, I've got lots of friends in New Zealand, and that's always a fun, a fun thing. But uh, we're just, uh, just looking to make an impact in the world. Renee. That's right. Just, just. That's right. If we can just share the word of God and preach the word of God and encourage people, especially you know these young preachers, young ministers, and and that's uh, right. I've I've told the Lord for uh, my all my. the years I've been in the ministry, I, I won't even. I won't even pray about going to a Bible school. I'll just go because those those kids need uh, what we've got, you no, know, that's and true. and they need uh, they need a, a missionary to speak into their life, an apostle speaking into their life that's uh, been there, done that, and that's had miracles and, and understands what it's about, and and we're going to have to keep miracles alive. You know, last week we. Uh, we're talking about uh, miracles, and, and you just got, got into That's a right. long podcast. I didn't yeah. mean it to be that long, uh, <laughs> but I just wasn't through. I'm still not through. Just just the miracles of God make such a difference, and the church needs to wake up, slap herself, wash her face, do That's something, right. and uh, get back to having miracles and get back to expecting miracles. And I'm I'm not sure, you, you know, if people even— uh, know what miracles are anymore? You know, if you watch Hollywood and they talk about a miracle this and a miracle there, you just have you just talk to your normal f- friends and they say, "Oh, it was a miracle." You know, we got to <laughs> we got to you know do this or do that. Right. And uh, you know, the people don't really even know what what miracles are. I, I've watched the Catholic Church for so many years. You know, and when they uh, when they want to uh, make someone a saint, when someone's in 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 uh, nomination for for being uh, uh, receiving sainthood uh, they, uh, one of the requirements is they have to have, I think it's three verified miracles. Uh, could, could be just one, but it seems like to me I, in my thinking, it seems like it's three. And so they take someone, even if they've been dead for hundreds of years, you know, they, if they've been nominated for sainthood then they, they go back and check and they have to have these verified uh, miracles. Right. Uh, and if they don't have them, then they don't, they don't make them a saint. Right. Um, uh, and, uh, and I've thought over all those years. Well, dear me, I could turn in a volume of a whole volume of uh, miracles, you know, not just one verified or two verified or three verified, but but just all these miracles around the world Hallelujah. all the time. That's and, right. And uh, I, I, I'm excited about miracles. I love it to, to whenever God does miracles. I love to watch God heal people and help people and bless people. And and, and you know, for uh, for a lot of years, I've told people that that the definition of a miracle is because God, right.
0: That's I the definition. That's so it's because
1: God. That's right. Because if you if you can explain it, then it's not a miracle. That's right. The definition has to be. Well, I don't get it. I don't understand it. <laughs> but God did it. The miracle is just because God. Right. And and, and uh, so so I'm always talking to people about miracles and about that definition because you know it's, it's like uh, uh, you know I'm a pilot and so I love laws of aviation and aerodynamics and stuff like that and and science has proved for years and years and years decades. They have proved that bumblebees can't fly.
0: <laughs> That's right. Of
1: course, we know they do. But, sure. but science has proven, and laws of aviation and laws of aerodynamics has proved that bumblebees can't fly. Their, their, their body's too big. Their wings are too small. It's absolutely impossible for them to fly. But, you know, we know they do fly. And we see them fly, and and, uh, there's not a bumblebee anywhere that can't fly. They do fly. And yet if you were to ask a bumblebee and say, excuse me, Mr. Bumblebee, how is it (laughs) that that science says that your body's too big, your wings are too small, it's an absolute fact you can't fly at all, he'd just smile at you and he'd say, because God. That's right. That is the explanation. That is the answer, uh, because God. It's kind of like, uh, kind of like a black cow eating green grass and giving white (laughs) milk that makes yellow butter. You know, it's 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 of course that can be explained. You know, we do know the the photosynthesis and the science and all that stuff behind that. But it's just a miracle uh, to watch all these things that God has done in the universe that people say can't happen, won't happen, impossible to happen, and yet God does it anyway.
0: Hallelujah, boy, that's right. You know the the examples that that you've given there and talked about that. I think that's one of the most profound things that really the church needs to understand. And if they'll continue to believe that and expect that just because God did it. And really the more miracles you have, the less you have to talk because people are just excited. They're, they're, they're seeing it before their very eyes. You don't have to, most of the time, like when you've gone into your, your open air crusades in different parts of the world, uh, you don't have to preach long sermons. You just start praying for people. And it really is a demonstration It's like a lab in a chemistry class. You know, you can sit in there in a classroom and the teacher can teach you for a little bit, but then you have to get up and go to that lab and start doing what she just taught you to do. And that's really what that's exactly what miracles do.
1: Miracles are always a doing. You know, Mm -hmm. everybody that Jesus healed, you go back and read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, everybody that Jesus healed, uh, he told them to do something impossible. You know, he said, Doug, uh, take up your bed and walk. Uh, He said, rise and walk. He said, right. "Go show yourself to the priest." He said, "Go, go wash in the pool of Siloam. Now go, go do something." And in the Old Testament, it was the same way. It was, "Go do something." You know, uh, uh, you know, Elijah said to said to the uh, to the soldier that, that to Naam that came over uh, uh, from another country and he was eat up with leprosy. Right. You know, and his servant had told him, "Hey, there's a man of God over here, and uh, you know, and uh, that can get you healed of that." And so he uh, he went over thinking that he would. Uh, be able to do some great feat because he's a military officer and he's a hero, he's a war hero and he's all of this. And so, (laughs) so, you know, and Elijah didn't, uh, Elijah didn't, Elisha didn't even come out and see him. You know, he just said, eh, go down to the river and dip seven times. Mm -hmm. You know, you know, it's like, like somebody said, seven ducks in a muddy stream, you know, and you, you go, go dip seven times in the river Jordan and you'll be healed. And the, and the, the soldiers all upset and said, uh, you know, Hey, you know, can't believe you would tell me something that simple. I'm, and his servant said to him, "Say, you know, if he'd have told you to do something spectacular and sensational, you'd have gone and done that. So why not just go dip in the river? Right. And so he did. He went down, dipped in the river seven times, and he was completely healed of his of his leprosy. And and that, that's a miracle. But yet God told him to go do something. Right. You know, sh- do something. Uh, you know, just just uh, last week we were in Portland, Oregon, and I was doing a, a miracle. Uh service, you know, and told the people, do do what you couldn't do. But then that's what I've done all my life. You know, in the crusades overseas, if you couldn't see, see in Jesus name, if you couldn't hear, (laughs) hear in Jesus name, if you couldn't lift your arm lifted. If you couldn't bend over, bend over. If you couldn't stomp your foot, stomp your foot. If you couldn't move your neck, move your neck, do, do something. You know, I told him, you know, the other day, I said, you know, if you have to go to the bathroom and, 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 and get private and just check something, check a knot or a growth or something like that, go check, go do something. You know, and then people come back with these wonderful testimonies. Hey, look what look what the Lord has done!
0: Well, that's always the you know the simplicity of it. You and I were talking about that earlier this morning. That that just the simplicity of the ministry of Jesus. That he he did his due diligence. He came anointed, uh, like Acts ten thirty eight. You mentioned that when you were preaching that how sure. God anointed Jesus of Nazareth. With the Holy Ghost, and he went and about with power and with power, and he went about doing good and healing doing good. all that were oppressed of the devil you
1: yeah, 're not some, not a few you 're right
0: <laughs> you know, and, and he just healed everybody wherever he went, he cast out devils, he raised the dead, there was the supernatural power of God attached Absolutely. to everything he did. But what I wanted to add on that was to say what you and I were talking about was the simplicity of Jesus just saying to people. Just these two- and three-word commands, take up your right, bed and walk, right, or rise right, up and walk, or right. peace be still, uh, you know, just go your way. Right. <laughs> you know, yeah. it was an act Into of a blind faith. blind
1: man, he said, how do you see?
0: Right, you I mean, know? there were just these simple things. So it wasn't long prayers. It wasn't long begging God like the no, no, prophets no. of Baal did there in the no, grove sure. with Elijah. It wasn't this begging God and trying to oh please God heal me oh please God have oh Lord you know how good this you know, person's Jesus been. said it
1: is the, the the Pharisees think they're going to be
0: Heard have, their have, have their prayer speaking. answered by
1: their much speaking. You know, right. the more they pray, the longer they pray. Surely God will hear them.
0: Well, and I think ministries get in a bad habit a lot of times of going. And we lay our hands on somebody when the anointing of God is present there. And then we nearly pray the anointing away, no, that's right. trying to pray too long a prayer, giving them 15 scriptures instead of just saying, be healed, no, be right. strong. Right. You know, you talked I, about that, uh, you know, on a couple of broadcasts back about that, just these marvelous declarative statements. That just oh, evoke absolutely. the power of God without us having to beg God or proclaim a lot of human knowledge that we have about something, but expecting a miracle now.
1: You know, I've told so many young ministers over the years that not many people do crusades. Uh, you know, anymore, or even I was even talking to a Pastor the other day, and he said, uh, "Do you know any any evangelist anymore?" And I said, "Well, uh-huh. I, I know a few, but I said they're probably not as, as prevalent in, in in our circles and Word of Faith right. circles. There right. are other circles, which is sad." Uh, but, I, but, uh, but I've told so many young ministers that we're going to be evangelists or we're going to be, uh, uh, uh go, do crusades. Right. And I said, let me, let me give you a secret on how to have a miracle. Let me, let me give you a secret of if you're going into a, to a service, into a crusade service and you want to have miracles. I said, let me, let me give you a secret or they'll come to me and say, Hey, brother, Terry, can you tell us a secret? Can you tell us how to have miracles? And, I, and I've always told them this, and I think, Renee, I think this is worth it. Well, I don't, would say a million dollars, but I really think it's worth way more than that. <laughs> uh, but I've told them this. I said, yeah, one big secret to having miracles, if you're in a crowd, especially a crowd of sinners doing a crusade, then watch, watch the faith level. As you're preaching, watch right, with your right. eye of faith, right. watch the faith level of the people. Watch, because see, the word says, Romans 10 17, faith comes. By hearing. We talked right. about that last podcast. Right. Faith comes by hearing, so is, and hearing by the Word of God. So as you're preaching the Word of God, then you're creating faith.
0: That's right. And you exactly. may walk
1: in there and face an absolute zero or below zero. It may be at right. in, 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 in a negative. But you're pre- so when you start preaching the Word, then that faith is going to rise. It doesn't matter what you're doing or the people are doing. The, the, the Word's going to create faith. That's right. And so with your eye of faith, if you'll watch that faith level, watch it rise, watch it rise, mm-hmm. watch it rise, watch it rise. And and here's the trick, and here's the hard part. Here's what preachers miss it. <laughs> I mean, veteran preachers miss this. Right, right. But what you need to do is watch for that faith level to peak because there's going to be a point in that sermon. There there's sure going to be is. a point in that there service sure where it may be the song service. No, it, right. I mean, it, it doesn't matter. You may be halfway through your sermon. You may have three points, and, and faith peaks at point one. Right. Uh, so So the important thing is not for you to finish your sermon. The important thing yeah, is for you to watch past the past level annoying. of faith, <laughs> and when it peaks, yes. shut up and pray. Shut up and pray, That's right. and and don't preach past the peak. Now, what happens is is most preachers, ninety nine point nine percent, will preach past the peak. Because and, they still have something they wanna say. Right. And, and then so they want they'll to have preach their past the peak. Healing
0: time at the right. Then
1: they want it all to be, you know, in order and you know, right. I'm gonna pray for sick later. <laughs> and I've laid all my and points I'm gonna pray out. for salvation later <laughs> and I'm gonna do this. Like, but if faith peaks, that's the yeah. time to shut up and pray. But if you preach past that peak, which everybody does, if you preach past that peak, then then watch for it to peak again. The problem is it'll usually never peak as high as or high higher than it did that first, time. Did that first That's time. Absolutely, but it right. will it will peak again at some point. But it just won't be as high. But when it peaks, you've got to shut up and pray at that point. It, right. It's like shooting something out of an air. You know, I love guns and I, I've shot all shot things all my life. And if you're going to throw something up in the air and then shoot it out of the air, all the old gunslingers and all the old guys that do tricks with guns, they all know that the time you shoot something out of the air is when it peaks. Right. Because when it peaks. Then it's about to go, go down. down. So there's going to be a split second there when it's absolutely motionless. Right. It's not going up. It's not going down. It has peaked. It's like your car going up a hill, a bicycle going up a hill, you know, an airplane going up till it runs out of power. There's a right. point that it peaks. And at that point, it's going to break over and go down. Right. And so the trick is exactly. hit, it, hit it right at the peak. And so it's motionless. So it's easy to hit. Right. So it's no longer a moving target. And so that's the way it is with faith. You watch faith and watch it peak. And when well, and it peaks, that works too you with, shut up and pray, and that's when you're going to have your most miracles. But if you preach past that, then watch it peak again. Even though it's not the same height it was, at some point you need to catch the peak and pray at the peak because that's when you're going to have miracles. Then it'll, it'll just go down from that point.
0: That's exactly right. It's a good example. And and that really works even, too, with one-on-one people Instead of talking too long to someone face to face, but when you're in a service and you can sense that, I mean that the time uh, you know to do that in is just say, well, let's just rejoice <laughs> no, <that's laughs> that the right. Spirit of God is here tonight to heal people, and then you can then you can have Absolutely. a segue in there to to pray the prayer of faith with them. But you I, know, there's
1: an old country old country song that says, "You just talk too much." <laughs> <laughs> As you no, talk about right. people, you, you talk to people you don't even know. You talk to people everywhere we go. You just talk too much much and and preachers can talk too much and and then miss the point of of the the optimum place and the optimum point to pray and you can do that in your own excuse me you can do that in your own life at home when you're praying at home you're praying for your kids you're praying for uh, the business you're praying for your whatever you're praying for right you know you're there's going to be a place there where the holy ghost where things peak and you boy you need to nail that when it does
0: no that's exactly right i i was just going to point out the one of the favorite things i love to hear you preach is there out of matthew 10 but the if we were talking about services if you just relegate the ministry to just a man or a woman somebody coming to a pulpit and they just talk for 30 or 45 minutes and that's good but that's really only about one-fifth of the ministry of jesus because oh, sure. he taught And he preached. Well, he
1: came teaching and and preaching preaching and and, healing.
0: And then the healing side of it was that he healed the sick. he, He cleansed the lepers. You know, And then he cast out devils. So if you just looked at those five things, and all you're going to do is go into a church as a pastor or minister, and all we're going to do today is talk, we've left out the other four. Well, sure. And so we need to keep an expectation out there. Like you were in, Ma- and when I've heard you preach on Matthew 10 there, verse one, mm-hmm. and then he verse to eight. He called
1: 12 disciples, all, gave them power yes. over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all manner of sickness all and matter- all manner of disease among the people.
0: And it's, it's those all kinds of weaknesses and all kinds of, of disease and all kinds of infirmity among the people that God's trying to get to in every service. Because if you can relieve somebody's pain and suffering in the physical realm and in the mental realm where they're oppressed of, of the devil, then of then course. they're so receptive to anything else you would have to say. And I was going to point out over here in Acts chapter two, Terry, that when it talks about how they, in verse 42, that they steadfastly steadfastly persevered, devoting themselves constantly to the instruction and fellowship of the apostles. That was the people's job. Sure, the people were devoting themselves in fellowship and instruction to the breaking of bread, including the Lord's supper and prayers. And a sense of awe and reverence came upon every soul. And many signs and wonders yeah, were go. performed through the apostles, and the uh, the men of God. So there's an atmosphere that gets created both by the ministry and by the people. If the ministry comes into any dynamic, you just wake up every morning and you're expecting to go cast out devils, raise the dead, cure the sick, cleanse the lepers, preach and teach the word of God. And the people are giving themselves to the word of God and they're looking to fellowship around the good things of God and in prayer. Then there's going to be many Signs and wonders, and you apply that to a local church, you're going to start having a supernatural atmosphere that will draw the harvest into your church services.
1: No, absolutely. You know, you mentioned Acts 10:38 while ago, and, and that's been one of my favorite scriptures yes, forever. And absolutely. I preached it for it's such a proof the, scripture. The, the forty-nine and three fourths of a year, I've been in the ministry full time, and then the two years I was a youth leader preaching before that. Uh, the, the, that scripture tells us th- several things. It tells us that God is good. that Jesus is good, that the Holy Ghost is good, and the devil's bad. That is such a simple scripture, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good, not bad, but good, and healing (laughs) A-double-L-all, longest word in the Bible, all that were oppressed of the devil. That tells us so plainly the devil's the oppressor. God's not the oppressor. The devil's the one that makes sick. God's not the one that makes sick. And Jesus was anointed by God with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good and healing ALL all that were oppressed of the devil? God's good. Jesus That's is good. right. The Holy Ghost is good. And the devil's bad. And you know, the Lord spoke to me when I was a teenager. Oh, I was just going to say amen oh, there.
0: No, just tell everybody, when you said that the other day in one of our services out there in California, I got so excited about that, Terry. I wrote it down, and I just have meditated on that over and over again about Acts ten thirty eight. that God is good. And I, ha- I wanted you to say that again. God is good. Jesus is good. The Holy Ghost is good. And the devil is bad. If people just kept that in their minds, in the forefront of their minds, in that one verse, say, you just i 'm going to meditate acts ten thirty eight for seven days yeah, <laughs> and i 'm sure, going to meditate sure. God is good, Jesus is good, absolutely. the Holy Ghost is good, and the devil is bad. My goodness, what an atmospheric change there would be in the soul of every believer that did that that just that one truth that you gave no
1: absolutely that's absolutely <laughs> true, and you know you mentioned a while ago that uh, matthew uh, matthew four twenty three where it says that Jesus went about all Galilee healing, teaching, preaching, and healing. Right. Teaching, preaching, healing, healing. teaching, preaching, healing. And when I was just a teenager, a youth leader, the Spirit of God spoke to me, and he said, if you want the ministry of Jesus, you need to do all three of those. That's right. And he said this. He said, my church has always thought I can only do one thing at one time. He said, they have all these dispensations, and they say, well, you know, at this point they preached, and then at this point they taught, and then at this point they healed, and, you know, all through the, say, (laughs) say the 70s and 80s was a teaching (laughs) You know, a teaching dispensation, but back in the fifties was a the right. healing revivals, and, and and the Lord said, you know, I can do more than one thing at one time, and and He said Jesus went about right. t- teaching and preaching, preaching and healing all at the same time. He didn't separate right. those and felt like I could only do one thing at one time. And He said, if you want to minister to Jesus, you're going to have to do all three of those things at the same time, and so I did. And and all my life, I've I've and majored on teaching, worked. preaching, and healing. Right. And uh, and that, that scripture says, you know, that he went through at all all Syria and they brought to him all sick people that Hallelujah. were taken with divers diseases, those are just terrible diseases, and torments, people that were tormented, and those that were possessed with devils, Americans don't know much about that, and those which were lunatic, and those that had the palsy, and he healed them.
0: Tell the people That's where that scripture common. was again.
1: Matthew chapter 4. Matthew and uh, chapter starting, four. starting at verse 20, uh, starting at verse 23, Jesus went about all Galilee teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, healing a double all manner of sickness and all manner of disease among the people. And his fame went throughout all Syria and they brought to him. All A W L all sick people that were taken with divers. And see, these weren't people with headaches and tummy aches.
0: No, no, no. That's this right. was
1: di- they were they had divers <laughs> diseases.
0: These are seriously ill people.
1: Divers diseases mean just a whole bunch of different kinds of diseases. Doesn't right. mean doesn't mean like a scuba diver. You know, I'm <laughs> I'm a certified scuba diver. That's not no. Talking there was about a it.
0: whole bunch of different kinds of sick no, people.
1: Divers there. diseases right. and torments. People are tormented. Renee. No, that's
0: right. People depressed are or Depressed. They, they, they or rip possessed. their hair out. They 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 right. scratch
1: their face. They claw their face. They bite themselves. They cut on themselves. Teenagers today, you know, well, it's called cutting. They they just take, sit around. And they cut. burn
0: themselves and do all kinds of Absolutely. things like that. that they're tormented. S- tormented. So mm-hmm. they brought to
1: him divers diseases and torments and those which were possessed with devils and those which were lunatic. Right. right. I mean, lunatic. They're out of their mind. And those which had the palsy they couldn't walk, and he healed, healed them. them. Verse twenty-five. And there followed him great multitudes of people from Galilee and Decapolis, and from Jerusalem and from Jordan. Oh, excuse me, and from Judea and from beyond Jordan.
0: That's just absolutely why, that's because what we need. he was we teaching,
1: preaching, and healing. You well, know, just think I've if you from, did
0: that, if you actually went and did that today in the country of Syria. You were actually over in the Middle East. Oh, and yeah. And you could begin to do meetings and things like that, that like yes. we've heard uh, others Bashar have. Bashar Assad oh, gosh. Can't, can't,
1: can't match that kind of power.
0: Oh, my gosh. That kind of power would draw people into the kingdom of God. They wouldn't be arguing about doctrine. No,
1: no, no. no, no, no. <laughs> they
0: want the power of God.
1: Well, you know, uh, years and years ago, you know, I would tell people that, that the definition for a miracle is because God. And here's here's what's wrong in the church
0: Yeah. For centuries or for decades, I guess,
1: because we we want a Hollywood style miracle.
0: Yeah. Explain. You know, we we, we look at (laughs) we look
1: at Hollywood and they have so many special effects and things explode and things, you know, and and, and we want that. We expect God to do that because we're we're looking for a sensational Uh or a spectacular thing to happen. And God doesn't do sensational and spectacular. Hollywood does sensational and spectacular. God does miraculous. And God doesn't and want your life difference. to be God doesn't want your life to be sensational or spectacular. Right. He wants your life to be miraculous. And, you know, that, that's exactly the way that the church has to understand this, that, you know, I'd tell my kids, uh, uh, you know, they'd come to me and say, Daddy, Daddy, we got our, we got our do homework done. Lord. And I'd say, I'd say, and they'd say, it's a miracle. And I'd say, well, no, it's not a miracle. Hallelujah. I said, it's sensational and it's spectacular right. and I'm proud of you and I'm glad you did it, but it wasn't a miracle. I mean, we can explain how you did it and right. now that you did it, we know you can do it again. <laughs> because see, a miracle is because God, if you can that's explain right. it, it's not a miracle. That's right. You know, people back when we put a man on the moon back in the, what, late? 60 69 i think it was uh or 67 or 69 one or the other and uh, people came oh brother terry it's a miracle we put a man on the moon I said, well no that's not a miracle that's sensational and that's spectacular but we know how we did it and because we know how we did it we can do it again it just took an expenditure of a few billion dollars right. and it took some men and women with with, with the fortitude the intestinal fortitude the guts enough to, to get in that bird and fly it to the moon and get out and drive around on in a jeep and pick up some rocks and bring them home that that's sensational and that's spectacular, but it's, it's not a miracle. A miracle is because God. And when you see blind eyes open, right. deaf ears unstop, cripples walk, oh, you see the dead raised, yes, you see all yes. these things that Jesus did <laughs> and told us to do, then uh, we understand the difference. That we 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 as a Christian, as a human being even, right. crave the supernatural. Kids today, teenagers, crave the supernatural. And they certainly don't get it at church, so they go look for it out uh, out in the world with with uh, uh you know all kind of garbage going on
0: well if i were you and i just heard what terry say i would get a big piece of paper and just put it somewhere in my house and just say because god and then then just make a dec- declarative statement underneath there that says we're having miracles in this house and why don't you just pray over them right now darling let's just pray right now that they're going to have miracles in their life just put
1: your your hand on yourself and and if you're by yourself just put your other hand up to god now if you're driving don't do that but uh (laughs) uh just put your hand on yourself father in the name of jesus in the name i pray miracles (laughs) miracles miracles father not sensational not spectacular father i pray legitimate verifiable, yes. honest to heaven miracles your in the name of Jesus. Power. Father, these that are listening to me today, as they put their hand on themselves, as they hold their hand up to you, where the help comes from, Father, I pray the tangible anointing of the Holy That's Ghost of it, Acts right there, falls on them right are, now, falls right on them, now. fills the room, fills the they're hospital room, fills the, 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 the wherever they're at, the to fill that room, fill the car come with out them them the anointing, with the presence. anointing. Father, you said the anointing destroys the yoke of bondage. And I pray the destroying, the destroying anointing of the Holy Ghost of heaven to destroy cancer, to destroy AIDS and HIV, to destroy lupus and leukemia, to destroy whatever disease that medical science has placed a Latin name on. We call the Holy Ghost to destroy it today. That anointing, drive it out.
0: Thank you for the power Minister healing
1: to them. Body, be healed. Line up with the word of God. Be made whole and healed. In the name of Jesus. Receive, you, Jesus, receive a real miracle in Jesus' name. Amen. Oh, we thank Amen. you,
0: Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. You know, Terry and I, just we're just sitting here just talking about this, but the glory of the Lord, just like it did in the virgin birth, When you begin to exalt the name of Jesus, the glory of the Lord will overshadow you (laughs) and it will produce miracles. And like 2 Corinthians 12 over there says, Paul said that the power of Christ may rest upon me so that as soon as I am weak, then am I strong so that the power of God that's in you comes out of you and gets on you. The presence of the Lord and the Holy Ghost, like Romans 8 says, comes out there and meets it. And you begin to see the power of God manifested in your body as the man of God prays. You hear the word preach. My goodness, miracles! <laughs> Amen. We, Amen. You anything else you want to add to that? No,
1: you better wrap it up before we talk too much.
0: <laughs> well, we've had a good time today, and we want to hear your testimonies. But you know, more than that, just take time to thank the Lord. Give praise. The Lord praise God. To God be the the anointing—three things it'll do. It will linger in your body it will saturate and it will permeate every part of your body if you do not negate it with your mouth and make some kind of silly disparaging fearful confession and if you'll stand on what terry prayed over you today the anointing of god will continue to do the work of god it's been a pleasure to be with you we thank you for listening to terry my's podcast today uh communicate with us through our office in tulsa we also have a website there and that you can see all of our products look at our schedule read terry's monthly newsletter just be able to leave a testimony, call our office, anything that you need there. Uh, we appreciate all of our partners that stand with us every single month and do what we're doing around the world, and that's at terrymizeministries.org. And again, the podcast, thank you for listening today, and invite some friends and family at terrymiz.com. God bless you all. We love you dearly, and we're so grateful for your life that has been given into this generation. See you next week.